Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with David's prayer against his enemies as we pick up in Psalm chapter 140, verse 6. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear my voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Further not his wicked device, lest they exalt themselves. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, that they rise not up again. Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth. Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. I'm glad I'm not David's enemy. He really asked, you know, God to take care of them. But it is so typical of so many of the Psalms of David where His concern is about those who have conspired against him. David is the type of man that you either loved very much or hated very much. It was hard to just have a passive attitude towards David. He had many deep, loyal friends, but he also had many avowed enemies that were seeking to destroy him. And so he seems to be constantly asking God for help against his enemies and then asking God's judgment really to fall upon the head of his enemies. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Psalm 141 is another psalm of David. Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Now here David actually begins to spiritualize the offerings of the Old Testament. As he asked the Lord, let my prayer be set before thee as incense. Now incense being offered in the tabernacle and later in the temple were actually symbols of prayer. The the smoke of the incense, the sweet odor arising, symbolized the prayers of the saints coming before God as a sweet-smelling incense. In other words, God's loving and enjoying the prayers of the saints. In the New Testament, the book of Revelation chapter 5, when Jesus takes the scroll out of the right hand of the Father who sits upon the throne, the 24 elders come forth with little golden vials, bowls, that are filled with odors, as Scripture said, which are the prayers of the saints, and they offer them before the throne of God. So much as you have in the Old Testament, the priests offering the incense in these little bowls swinging from the chain before the altar, 
So we have it happening in heaven, which, of course, is correct because the earthly tabernacle was a model of the heavenly scene. God over and over said to Moses, now be sure you make it exactly according to the specifications that I gave you, because the Lord declared this is a model of heaven. So the priest offering the little golden bowl with the incense and the smoke before the altar of the Lord, the mercy seat there, is symbolic of what happens in heaven as the 24 elders offer their incense before the throne. So David is saying, now let my prayer, Lord, just be as incense unto thee. And the lifting up of my hands, let it be just like an evening sacrifice. It's just the lifting up of my hands in worship unto the Lord. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth and keep the door of my lips. Oh, yes, Lord, please. How many things I've said would I have liked to have taken them back before they were even completely out of my mouth? But once spoken, there's no retracting. So God set a, set a watch before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me, it will be kindness. Let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. Let the righteous smite me, Lord. That's good for me. That's a kindness. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. Sometimes it's necessary to talk to our friends about personal issues that are hurting. And they hurt when you talk, but it's, it's faithful or the wounds of the friend. That's kindness. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth as when one cuts and splits wood upon the earth. But my eyes are upon thee, O God, the Lord, in thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me and from the traps of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while that I entirely escape. Psalm 142, this is a prayer of David when he was in the cave. No doubt the cave of Abdullam when he was hiding from Saul. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my prayer. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path. And in the way wherein I walked, have they privately laid a trap for me. I looked upon my right hand and I beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. So the psalm begins, uh, so typical of David, in a 
very mournful state, a melancholy depression, but it ends with a, a note of confidence. The righteous shall compass me about, thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Psalm 143, another Psalm of David. Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me, and in your righteousness. And enter not into judgment with your servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. God, I don't want justice for me, only for my enemies. For me, I want mercy. No one living can be justified before God. Impossible. There is none righteous, no, not one. God said, I looked over the earth, and there is none that doeth good, none that seeketh after God. You say, well, that's pretty general. Yes, it is. Encompasses all. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He has made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I remember, I meditate, I muse. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsts after thee as a thirsty land. Here is one of the reasons why David was referred as a man after God's own heart, because he was thirsting always after God. Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Here David describes it, I, My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. Hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be likened to them that go down to the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. And now the prayer, deliver me, teach me, lead me, quicken me. Deliver me from my enemies, I flee unto thee to hide. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. And quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. And so the prayer, and how important, God, de deliver me, and then teach me to do thy will. Lead me in the right way, and quicken me. And of thy mercy cut off mine enemies, and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which now this is a psalm of David, and of course some people get upset with this psalm because David thanks God for making him such a tough fighter. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man? that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you take him into account? Interesting question. What is man that God should take knowledge of him? This 
carries us back to an earlier psalm when David said, When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man? Looking at the universe and in light of the universe and the vastness of the universe, what is man? This little speck of dust walking around on this little planet Earth, way off in this corner of the solar system, or way off in this corner of the Milky Way galaxy, one of the billions of galaxies in the universe. And here I am. And yet the God who created the entire universe is mindful of me. But not in a general sense, in a very particular sense. Jesus said that God is so mindful of his creation that there is not a sparrow that falls to the ground, but what God is not mindful of it. How much more you, his children. Jesus said he knows the very number of the hairs in your head. God is mindful of intricate details about your life. Nothing escapes his attention. What is, what is man? Who am I that God should be mindful of me? The son of man that God should take me into account. Man is nothing. He's like to nothing, vanity or nothing, emptiness. His days are as a shadow that passes away, like the sundial has gone down. Life is so short. I'm here for such a short time. Living a life of, of, of vanity. And yet God is mindful of me. I'm important to him. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out your arrows and destroy them. Send your hand from above. Rid me and deliver me out of the great waters and from the hand of strange children whose mouth speak emptiness and their right hand is the right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto kings, who delivered David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children whose mouth speaks emptiness, and their right hand is the right hand of falsehood, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of the palace, that our garners may be full. Now, asking God to deliver from the hand of the enemy to place his hand of blessing upon us that our sons might have the opportunity to grow up, that our daughters might be like polished cornerstones, that our garners, shelves might be full, affording all manner of food, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to pull the plow, that there be no breaking in or going out and there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people are in such a case. Yes, happy is that people whose God is Yahweh. I will extol thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Oh, the riches of his mercy and grace unto us. The greatness of God, unsearchable. 
One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of your wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy awesome acts. The word terrible is an old English word, and it's the, our present usage of it doesn't do justice to the translation. Awesome is a word that we would use more accurately to describe the Hebrew word. Thy awesome acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. For the Lord, this is an Old Testament revelation, is gracious and full of compassion. That's not the God of the New Testament. That's the God of the Old Testament. The same God. There aren't two gods. Slow to anger, great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. For thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all that fall and raises up all those that be bowed down. Uh, humble thyself in the eyes of the Lord. He will lift you up. Here are the same ideas here. The Lord raises up all of those that are bowed down. God withstands the proud. He that exalteth himself shall be abased, but he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. The Lord will uphold those that fall. Paul said, who are you who judges another man's servant before his own master either stands or falls? Yea, God is able to make him to stand. It's so comforting to me to know that in my weakness, God will hold me when I fall. He'll hold me up lest I fall. The eyes of all wait upon thee. You give them their meat in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all of his ways. He's, he's gracious. He's full of compassion. He's slow to anger. He's of great mercy. He's good to all. His tender mercies are over all of his works. And now the Lord is righteous in all of his ways and holy in all of his works. Satan is constantly challenging the righteousness of God. How can a God of love allow children to be born blind? How can a God of love send men to hell? And, and all of these concepts that challenge the righteousness of God. The Lord is near to all of those that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those that reverence him. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He will fulfill the desire of those that reverence him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all of them that love him, but all of the wicked he'll destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. And let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Now the final psalms are the Hallel psalms. They begin with hallelujah and end with hallelujah. In the Hebrew, praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth. He returns to the earth. 
in that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath God, the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is therein, which keeps truth forever, who executes judgment for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises them that are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord preserves the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the widow, but the way of the wicked he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Hallelujah. And so these things that he declares concerning the Lord. Happy is the man who has the God of Jacob as his help, who has put his hope and trust in God. For God made the heaven and the earth. He keeps truth forever. He executes judgment for those that are oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 140 through 146 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is the Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord watch over you this week. May the Lord bless you. May he fill you with his love, with his spirit, with his grace, that you might show forth that grace of God in your dealings with others, that you might manifest the spirit, the nature of Jesus Christ in your relationship with others that you might walk even as he walked in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. It's with great honor that the Word for Today would like to present Pastor Chuck Smith's book entitled Prayer, Our Glorious Privilege. With great clarity, Pastor Chuck masterfully taught the principles of praying to God our Father and emphasized the power that belongs to each one of us when we rely on the Holy Spirit to guide and nurture our prayer lives. I want to encourage you 
to pick up a copy of Pastor Chuck's book, Prayer, Our Glorious Privilege, and study it to put these biblical principles into practice. Read this book and come to the most amazing realization that prayer is the most potent weapon in your spiritual arsenal, and use it with great promise and hope. For when you begin a life of prayer, you begin a great adventure. To order a copy of this book in print or to download a digital copy, please visit thewordfortoday.org or call The Word for Today at 800-272-9673.